Father, I ask you to bless this time. Let everything be accomplished. Your will be done that you come speak through me. Lord, pray that, I just pray that every person give you their best, your full attention, their focus, and help us get everything out as your will to be done. In Jesus' name, we bless you. We thank you for it now. Amen. All right, I want to just share a nugget about the shofar because I feel like God's wanting to really strengthen our faith. So just where you're at, this will just be like five or ten minutes here. But um, the first thing about the shofar is that it has to do with the Lord tabernacling his presence among us, okay? So the shofar, Amos 3.6 says, When a shofar sounds in a city, do not the people tremble. And then also in John 1.14, remember the scripture, it says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. But it can be translated that the word became flesh and tabernacled among us. So we know when God created the tabernacle of Moses, um, it was a place where his presence could dwell among men. Okay, That God could tabernacle among men. Because that was God's heart from the Garden of Eden when sin entered the world. There became a separation between God and man. And it broke God's heart. It grieved him. And so from that time, he began to move in a way to tabernacle among men again. And we know today in the New Testament that we are the tabernacle of the Spirit of God or the temple. All right. So the shofar, the translation of the word shofar means a sense of incising. And what that is, when you make an incision, you cut something. So... When a doctor goes in and they get a scalpel and they make an incision in somebody, they're cutting them open in a place where they can begin to go in and operate. And so the word shofar means to make an incision. That's interesting. That has to do with piercing through, okay? Quickly, some things about the shofar. It's the oldest instrument known to man. And it is made by God. All other instruments are made by man somehow. The shofar is the only instrument that comes straight off an animal. They just lop it off their head, okay? It's made by God. It's the bone and the cartilage of that animal. And all they do is just drill out that that inner cartilage and make a horn out of it, okay? So it's actually an instrument that's made by God. Traditionally, this is not in the Bible, but Jewish tradition says the first shofar was when Abraham went to sacrifice Isaac, and God gave him a ram caught in the thicket, and he sacrificed the ram instead, that Abraham kept the horns of that and made shofars out of them. And we don't know for sure that that's true, but I would say that it's possible because if God did something that significant in my life, I would want to keep a keepsake, you know. And so the word shofar is strong 7782. And like I said, it has to do with piercing through. And, but it comes, from, it comes from this root word. Strong's 8231, shofar. Shofar means this, to be pleasing, beautiful, fair, comely, or comely rather, bright, glisten. So it has to do with this beauty. It's interesting because this reminds me of the blessing that you hear a lot in the Hebrew culture is called the Matovu. It's just Matovu Ohaleka, Yaakov, Mishkinotek Israel. And those that are familiar with the tabernacle, you see the Ohaleka, you see the Ohel, and the Mishkinotek, you see the Mishkin. And this has to do with the covering that was on the tent of the tabernacle. 
And the reason why I say that is because if you understand the story, Balaam stood up. Balak, the king of Moab, hired Balaam to come and curse Israel. And Balaam was standing up on a cliff of a mountain with Balak, and he looked down. And he saw here God's people, and he saw the tabernacle of Moses. How it had that covering, and there would be that pillar of fire at night and the cloud by day. And he saw all their little tents surrounding the tabernacle. And he might have even seen men wearing pershaws, a tallit, which means little tent. And he looked down and saw that. But Balaam saw something beyond that because that's where this phrase comes from, Matovu Ohaleka. This is where this comes from. Balaam, instead of cursing Israel, he said, basically, how can I curse what God has blessed? He looked down and he said, the covering of their tent is beautiful. And he saw that God dwelled there. He saw that there was some kind of a spiritual blessing, like a spiritual dew from heaven, something covered over their camp. And Balaam could not curse what God had blessed. This was the dwelling of God with man. God's blessing in his presence was over those people. And Satan could not penetrate that. And so the shofar has to do with a dwelling place for God with man. And here's what I mean by that. Let me show you a couple more quick things. And I'll close with the ark. But the shofar was made, it's made from a ram's horn or an animal like the kudu animal um, out of Africa. And that's where you get that big Yemenite shofar. But in biblical times, it was sounded, it was blasted on the Sabbath, it was blasted at the new moon, which is the Rosh Kodesh, and then the different feasts, the Moedim. It was blasted at these times. But it was also blasted all the time in the tabernacle, in the temple area. All the time there's a shofar blast. And the later custom of the fact they would blast the shofar whenever a king was brought into power that still goes on in Israel today when, when, a, when somebody like a prime minister or whatever is inaugurated in office, they'll blast the shofar. But see, here's the point of all of this. When David in 2 Samuel 6, when David ushered the ark of God into Jerusalem, the ark of God was God's manifest presence coming in. When that ark was coming in, there was shofar blasts that were going on like crazy. The shofar somehow in the spirit realm The Bible says it's like the voice of God. That's the way it's described in the Bible. Exodus 19, God's voice as he appeared on Sinai, there was the sound of a shofar. In Revelation, John said, I heard the voice of the Lord, and it was like a shofar behind me. So the the shofar is likened to the voice of God. When that is blasted, somehow it has the power to cut through any type of darkness and to purge that out for the glory of God to be there. And there's not going to be any hindrance. Not that God's hindered, because nothing can hinder God, but how many knows when the enemy is oppressing an area, it can hinder you and I from being able to really enter in. I've been places where there was people that really loved God, but the atmosphere was so oppressed, it was hard to pray and hard to worship. The shofar, that, that sense of incising, that piercing through has the ability somehow to purge the atmosphere. And that's what God's wanting. He's wanting to tabernacle among his people, to overlay a place with his glory and his blessing where, where it can be said about you and I, the matovu, 
How goodly are your tents, Jacob, your dwelling places, Israel. How beautiful they are. That there's some kind of a covering over us where his presence and blessing is. But the shofar helps to purge out all that junk. That's why there's so many stories of people being healed of things and delivered of things. And when the shofar sounded, because it's likened to the voice of God and it's helping to purge out of the atmosphere things that are not of Christ's kingdom. Isn't that awesome? So when we're blasting this shofar, it's, it's something like a call at the beginning. It's something like a call to worship. There's an awakening that takes place in the spirit and it's helping to purge the atmosphere for the heavens to really be open in God's presence tabernacle there. And all that static and all that you know, influence of the enemy is being purged out so there can really be a freedom. Okay, so that's the first lesson I wanted to teach on the shofar. It has to do with God tabernacling among his people and purging out all the old junk. So as we blast this Yemenat shofar, I want you all now, if you would, to lift up a shout with me. But Lord, I thank you for hearing and answering every prayer tonight, meeting every need in this prayer meeting. We believe, Lord, as we blast this shofar, that you will seal Lord, that your angels be released on assignment. The Bible says they hearken to the word, the, the word of the Lord or the voice of the Lord. And the shofar is likened to the voice of God. That's why a lot of times you, you can sense the angelic being released at shofar blast. But Lord, that there will be a release of your holy angels. That there will be breakthroughs tonight. Yes, the enemy will be confused. There's going to be this piercing through any darkness. But we thank you, Lord, for meeting every need and sealing this night at an awesome shofar blast. We bless you. In Jesus' name. So as we blast this out, guys, agree with me. Lift up a shout like the walls of Jericho. And let's believe God just to seal this prayer meeting in Jesus' name. Y'all ready?